Welcome back, everyone, to the Think Wise podcast. Today is a special episode as it is the season finale for season one. Our first season of the ThinkWise podcast, there's been so much that we're able to reflect on in this uh, first season. We've had so many great conversations, conversations with other people, with some amazing guests, conversations with each other, uh, a lot of feedback and just really a, a fun process. And so we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to close out this season. And, and Christian, I, I'm curious from your standpoint, uh, just from starting something from scratch, it didn't exist before. And now we're. 17 episodes into the ThinkWise podcast, what's been some of the key learnings or key things that you've taken away so far from this project? Yeah, there's been a, there's definitely been a lot that I've learned. Um, I think particularly in terms of the guests we've talked to, there's been two themes that I think have really stuck with me. And one, that's how much people are willing to help. And we hear that from, you know, the guests that we reach out to and how much they want to be a part of this and they're excited to be a part of this. And then hearing their stories and how they got to where they are, a lot of times it involved people in their lives just really wanting to help them out. So I think that's been really encouraging for me and any other young people listening. And then also, I think how simple uh, good personal finance can be. I think that's a subject for a lot of people my age that seems really scary and think talking with people like Adam Carroll and Todd Romer, they really helped simplify the idea of how, you know, managing your own personal finances can be a lot more of a simple thing than you think. What about yeah. you, Dad? What were some of your memorable podcasts? Well, I I've got a couple of podcasts in particular that I wanna I want to share and I want to reflect on. You know, big picture, one of the things that I just really loved about this was was you know, how, how willing people are to help, you know, you talked about that and how, when you are looking for something, you tend to find it, you know, it's interesting after every one of these interviews and then, then, you know, a week or two later the podcast would be released and every, it seemed like everywhere in my world, I was seeing evidence of that podcast or that conversation or was looking for it. So that, that idea of, you know, what you focus on expands that, that just really, was accentuated for me in this uh, season of the podcast. So for me, I want to share one podcast. It was actually the first podcast we did with guest uh, Bo Johnson. And let's just listen to this for a bit because I introduced Bo as one of my good friends, an authentic leader, a vulnerable person. And then like the very first thing he says, we're three minutes into the podcast. And this is what he had to say. You have this long, interesting career. You've been in a lot of different spaces and places, and you're an absolute high achiever. And in every job you've ever had, you've risen quickly uh, in influence and authority. So I, the first question I have for you is what makes you want to and be able to achieve more than folks that are just happy with the status quo? Uh, Richard, Christian, it's really great to be here. Um, I promised you guys that you would ask some questions. They're pretty good questions and I would not answer them. And this is one I didn't really want to answer because it's a kind reflection back on my life. And it's probably true. And I think the honest answer is what makes me work hard, progress quickly is probably my wounds. And uh, that's sort of hard to even say out loud, but I think the achievement bone that's like driven deep in me comes somewhere from a wound. 
Uh, and here's kind of what I mean by that. And I think this is hard work to get to do, but important work to do is for me to be able to look in the, in the mirror and say, okay, my fear of blank is making me do blank. So when you ask like, what is it that's making you achieve? I think that fear of not being seen as smart or fear of not being as successful as my dad is making me uh, overachieve, overwork, and overvalue titles. Mm. So while I'm all about hard work and achievement and contributing to a flourishing world, I think the honest reflection of the last 15 years of my career is, yeah, a whole lot of that is actually motivated from uh, a soft spot in my heart. What do you think about that? So what do I think about that? You know, this is this is one of the, the most authentic and vulnerable responses that we got in all of our episodes. And so the question was, how has he risen quickly and achieved more? And Bo's answer is that he says, most of this comes from a place of my wounds, a place where I wanted to overcome something or, or challenge something. And so the reason that stood out for me was because as I was sitting on the other side of the screen, um, I was not expecting that answer from Bo. And if, if you go back and, and even look at my facial expression, it was like, okay, we're going to go here. And th- what he expressed there, I think there's a, there's truth in it. But the other reason why this stood out for me was because in my mind, what I said was, okay, we're going to go here. And why don't we just always go there? Why aren't we always willing to have big talk, not small talk? Why are we not always willing to go to the to the deep places, the deep waters and get off the surface with one another. So I just love the modeling of that. And then I love his, his equation of my fear of blank is making me blank. Later on, he goes to say another great way to ask a question about this is why are you doing this really? So uh, it was just a, a great way, a great reflection, a great example and, and witness of openness and vulnerability. Any thoughts from you on that episode? Yeah, I think both of our episodes with Bo just really, really stuck out. I think his honesty and his willingness to be vulnerable was really inspiring. And I think a lot of us can resonate with his answer to that question. Maybe not as much as we thought we could before, but after hearing him say that, like thinking, oh man, like a lot of the titles and stuff I chase are my own wounds as well. And I think he was able to get, get us to open up ourselves, um, you know, just from listening to that conversation. Yeah. So then my first highlight, uh, is from Adam Carroll's episode on, on creating financial freedom and paying off debt. Yeah, it was $3 or 350 or whatever. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it. When we're young, we actually have to pay closer attention to our money then when we're older and we're making more, it's like we can actually afford to pay less attention. Um, so, so I would challenge your listeners to get really intentional about where and how and why you're spending money now in the younger in your younger years, so you can be completely frivolous with your money later, and it doesn't really matter. Like it's it's your kids who are going to suffer from that, not you. 
So yeah, that those comments from Adam were really convicting for me because I think a lot of times when it comes to personal finances, I keep thinking like, oh, like I'm in college, like I'm not supposed to have a lot of money right now anyways. I'll start worrying about that more later once I'm making full-time money, th- stuff like that. And his idea of when you're younger, you actually have to pay closer attention. Uh, it just really stuck out to me. I've never really heard anyone explain it that way. And just yeah. the idea of being intentional about where, how, and why we're spending our money. So yeah. yeah, do you have any thoughts on that, Dad? Well, as I re-listened to it this just now, I think of of um, James Clear, Atomic Habits, and the the habit stacking process. And so it's a lot easier to stack habits when you haven't on on top of each other when you're not having to redo a bunch of them. So when you have no money, when you have no resources, when you have to be creative, to stack habits on top of that about you know being frugal and fiscal. Um, it's a lot easier then than if you dig yourself into a hole. Uh, Dave Ramsey, financial guru, one of the things he says is live like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. And that's what Adam just said in a different way is, you know, be frugal and pay attention now so that you can be frivolous and, and not worry about it as much in the future. So um, stacking those habits at an early age uh, and exercising that and delaying the gratification um, yields many, many years of, of great fruit. So yeah, it was, that was a great, great episode with Adam. If I transition to out of all these episodes, and, and honestly, this was really hard for me to um, narrow things down, but we had this episode with my good friend, Kevin Birchelman, and I listened to Kevin's podcast on a, on a long, uh, we're on a road trip as a family. And I, I made, I made your other brothers and, and mom listen to this. And it was like, everyone was quiet as a, as a church mouse the whole time. And I'm like on the edge of my seat. And, and I was there for the first time when we heard it, but as I'm re-listening to it, like one after another of really great bits of wisdom. But at the end of the podcast, we always ask two questions. Uh, what's the way that you think that's different than others? And what's a piece of advice that you were given? And I want to, I just want to re-listen to Kevin's answers to that. Cause that was one of the one of the things that really stood out for me that I think each of us can take something different from. You know, we're all Thinkwise, the podcast, really built on this idea of it's not what we do, it's how we think, and it's not what we know. It's where it's the what the application of wisdom. And so right. we right. we have two questions, final questions for you, Kevin. First one is, how is it that you think that's probably different than other people that served you well in your career? Hmm. So I really think you you almost have to understand that uh, if you understand human behavior, you can rule the world. I mean, and I, I don't mean that in a, you know, in a narcissistic way. I mean, I mean, human behavior is 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 the key. So if you if you watch people, listen, learn from people, watch what's going on, decide that you really want to help and always provide honest, objective feedback. Um I just think that's 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 crucial. I provide feedback and it's always honest and, and I, I say it's honest. It's as honest as I think I as I think it is at the moment um, with clients, you know, even to the point of me laughing and say that's why I get paid in advance, you know, because I know they're not liking the feedback I'm giving them, the, but I give it to them anyway. Um and, and, you know, if feedback's not expected, but you still feel compelled because you think it'll help somebody, 
then I don't ask for permission because everybody always says, yes. Hey, Christian, mind if I give you some feedback? Sure. You know, and, and then I, then you give, give them feedback then because now you were requested, but, but human behavior and feedback, I, I don't, I think don't get near enough attention. And to me, that's literally what's allowed me to, to, to have whatever success I have professionally is understand human behavior and the ability to translate that behavior when I give people feedback yeah. far and away. That's powerful. What about for wisdom? What's a, what's a piece of advice you've gotten over the years that you feel has served you well? <laughs> so in my graduate work, the, uh, one of my professors, his name was Roy Van Cleve. He's a retired Marine Colonel. Um, and I did some things for him. I helped fix his car and a few other things during the, the course. He's a really good guy. He knows why he's passed away since then, but uh, he gave me this when, when they left. Uh, it's a mountain man. I don't know if you can see it well from there, but it's a picture of a mountain man, a German mountain man. And he gave me that. And he said, he said, because Kevin, there's always going to be a mountain to climb. You know, it's, it, you never reach there. You never reach that point. Uh, and for me, that's been, that's meant two things that have been very powerful for me. It's uh, uh, number one has been do it now. You know, whatever you're thinking about that you're waiting for X time or X time, don't wait, you know, do it now. And that's not a, you know, I'm six months to live sort of thing. It's just, you know, embrace the now, the now is really important. Um, you know, and, and, and be transparent, realize that everybody's going through something at every moment. You know, you don't, nobody owns the, the difficulty badge of honor for the day. You know, everybody's struggling with something. And, and if they're not struggling with something, it's because they, they've just decided to, to check out for a little while, but they're still struggling. So it's, yeah. That's been a big one for me. There's always a mountain to climb. It's just something that stays with me a lot. All right. I'll respond to that and then ask you a thought. So if you understand human behavior, you can rule the world and tie that understanding of human behavior with being able to give feedback. And, and, you know, I think that the, the power of that is, there is, there is, there are, there are these dynamics that we all have and these intricacies and, and it's emotional intelligence that is what he's talking about. But when you take the emotional intelligence and you tie it to giving and re, and the ability to receive feedback, I think that was implied. He didn't say that, but it's implied. You've taken this now to a whole nother level, which I, I think it's better known as relationship intelligence, because to have the the, the the EQ, the emotional intelligence to understand human dynamics is critical. But if you can't translate it, that into an actual relationship, then you're just really smart about people. So I, that was really important of what he said. And being able to translate that understanding into feedback and conversations and relationship is critical. Um, probably more important than that, though, Christian, was when he talked about everyone has a mountain to climb. And that hits me because uh, we all do that. You know, you can't you can't ju judge your worst day against someone's best or, or your best day against someone's worst. And, you know, that's what, that's what social media and so much of our world has done is put us in a, in a comparison trap. And, um, you know, that is just a thief of joy for all of us. And so I, I think understanding that someone's someone somewhere across from you is always dealing with something. Maybe it's something amazing. Maybe it's something not so amazing. But when we understand and, and look at people for that fact that they might be suffering through something, they might be struggling through something, they might be wrestling with something, or they might be avoiding something, 
if you if you filter through that, then you get a chance to really see uh, see them for the human that they are. Any any thoughts from you from that segment from Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I remember our whole conversation with Kevin was amazing, and that was my first time ever talking with him. So I was blown away the whole time, and I think all that all that that he said on feedback, I think, it was a really good reminder for myself and my generation, just in a world that's so quick to get offended and might not see the importance in feedback or even be willing to give feedback because we're worried of about offending people. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, that was a great reminder. And then, yeah, just the perspective of everyone having a mountain to climb just allows you yeah. to sympathize with everyone a little more. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was really good. Great. All right. What's your, what's your final one that you want to share with everyone for this episode? Yeah. I want to highlight a clip from our episode with Hunter Wiley, uh, how to fuel your passions and find your purpose. Um, he was a great person to talk to just someone who started a business at a young age and has seen a lot of success already. And what are the benefits? Just tell us about your thoughts around side hustle culture. Mm, That's such a good question. I love it. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. Every side hustle that I've ever started has failed every single one of them. Um, but every venture that I've started, it has actually worked because I've only started, I've started three ventures and all of them have worked. And really when I, when I think of side hustle, I really am just thinking of a get rich quick scheme. Um, I'm thinking, you know, that I'm just going to drop ship something on Amazon and just start making a ton of money. And I, obviously that works for some people and some people hit the, the gold mine. Um, but man, it takes work to have a business. Um, I don't, you know, I, I put 40 hours a week plus into beyond blue and it requires a lot of my time and it wouldn't work if I wasn't there. Just, I mean, I putting all my brain power and like pushing it forward. So I can't imagine if I'm putting one hour a week into a side hustle. I mean, that's going to fail all, all day long. Um, at least for me in, in my life. And so, yeah, I, that's a, it's a really good question for me. Side hustles just don't work, but I can have several businesses if I'm putting brain power and investment and work into. Um, so maybe that's my own, my own lens in which I'm viewing side hustles is I'm thinking just get rich, quick schemes, um, little work. I just throw something up and I start making money. That's what I think of when I think of side hustles. Hunter goes on to talk more and more about the differences between this idea of side hustle and side venture. And I think for myself and other people my age, it was really cool to hear that distinction of there's nothing wrong with side hustle, but like, it's almost like you got to not lie to yourself. You have to know what it is. And if it's just something you're given an hour or two a week, just to make some extra cash, like that's okay. But you have to understand that's not the same as a side venture. And you can't expect that to blow up in the same way that a side venture would. Um, so he, he had a quote that also said, put your energy and effort into a venture and it creates something long-term you do something on the side and it will distract from energy you can put towards your venture. So the hope that is that every venture becomes a side hustle, but understanding the differences between those, um, was really important for me to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, what, what he's sharing there is, and, and I, I could not agree more is the question, it's more of a question, is this a distraction to, to what I'm what I'm really working towards? And if your side hustle is a distraction towards getting you to the next step, to the progression, to the goal, to the, 
you know, to the life, to the, you know, whatever that you want to get to, then, then it's absolutely a distraction. If it's, if you're doing something and you're trying to, you know, pay off your student loans, you're trying to save money for a vacation, you're trying to build a little extra income so that you can save money and, and put a down payment on a house, you know, that's a very different thing because it's working you towards a specific goal. But that's the, I think that's, you know, something I picked up from, from Hunter's conversation was, what are you doing this for? And, and if you don't know what you're doing this for, maybe put a pause. And if you do know what you're doing it for and it, and it drives you towards whatever that objective is, then fantastic. So that was, that was really great insight from Hunter. Um, as we, as we close the episode out, Christian, we have, we have, uh, uh, announcement for everyone. We're going to put a, we're going to put a pause on the ThinkWise podcast for a few months before we start up uh, season two. Why don't you give a little explanation of what's going on? It's not, it's not just in your life. It's in mine. Both of us have a lot of things going on. So why don't you explain what's, what's next for you and what's the pause going to look like? Yeah, so coming into this new year, we both just realized we're in very busy seasons. Uh, me personally, finishing my last collegiate track season and my last semester of school and just figuring out what's next in life. And so my plate is very full and I want to be someone that doesn't do anything unless I'm going all in on it and giving all the effort that's required for it to be a success. And so right now at the end of season one, just kind of want to wait it out a little, wait a couple months until I'm done with school and then we'll kick back up with season two and I'll be kind of going into a new season of life with new things to talk about. So it'll be season two will be really fun. And it kind of all speaks to the idea that we talked about earlier and managing tensions, this ten, this tension of, you know, wanting to have balance and wanting to do a lot of things and just right now realizing what's, what's most important. And so, yeah, you're as a listener, you're kind of seeing that play out in my life live real time here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's wise, it's smart, and it's it's not as much about being able to give 100% to everything, but it's back to the side hustle. You know, is this a is this drawing you closer towards the objective that you have? And so you've got this final push of something you've been working for a long time on, finishing grad school, final semester uh, of that, finishing up your collegiate experience. You only get one of those. You don't get to come back and do it. So I'm I'm really proud of your focus and your attention to that. And then it coincides with, you know, the work that we're doing at Peak Solutions happens to, you know, be hitting a really high pace as well. So I think this is a good time to put a pause to evaluate this and come back. Um, I haven't told you this. This morning I was on, I was a guest on a podcast hmm. uh, and someone was interviewing me and, and asking a bunch of questions. And one of the questions was, so you've got this podcast with your son. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, they'd been listening to a bunch of the episodes. And so they asked me, so what did you learn? And what have you learned so far in the ThinkWise podcast? So I'm going to share with you right now what I just off the top of my chest shared uh, this morning on this other, this other podcast. And one of the things I learned is that you are a hell of a lot better question asker than I am. I learned that that uh, I am super proud of you. You have this ostentatious listening. You have a a acute listening ability, and you're able to draw things out that you know. I I am in many ways I'm paid to listen through a lot of our project work, and you know you're at the very very start and beginning of a career, and so I am just I could not you know I I just can't overemphasize how amazing that was. And the other is. Uh, I've spent my whole life up to this point raising kids 
to leave the nest to go become, in our case, because we all have all boys, young men who uh, add value to the world, who love the Lord and who serve others. And so, you know, watching that process and seeing you get to this point is just so rewarding. And I think for me, one of the things that that this this uh, project has really shown is that we will spend more time in a in a relationship as adults, father son adults, than we will have spent in the in the youth and child phase. And mm-hmm. I am so excited for that for that next stage. And uh, this 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 podcast experience has been wonderful. It's been a great. Uh, way to connect and to to bring value to the world, but it's it's shown me something in you that really, really I'm so proud of. Well, I appreciate it, Dad. That means a lot. I've definitely learned a lot from you hearing you speak over the years, and it's it's been fun to to you know share share this project together. And I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Yeah, it's great. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Thinkwise Podcast Season One. Big things in store for Season Two. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you with many guests and adding value to the world. So until next time, we'll see you again at the ThinkWise podcast. Thanks for joining us on the ThinkWise podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that this helps you take your life and career to the next level.